0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly. I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome Welcome
1: in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside my co-host Jake from, but we have a very, very special episode for you today, welcoming in our intern, Liam Brandley to the program. Liam, what is going on, my man? Thanks so much for joining us. Introduce yourself first off, uh, and then I'm going to carry on with this show open, and we'll tell everybody what's going on in the world of college football.
2: Yeah, firstly, apologize, apologies to the audience. I know they probably wanted Jake, but they've got me, so you can uh, listen to my funny accent, talk about college football. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> my name's Liam. Um, I come from Sydney, Australia, and, um, yeah, I work with the boys on their socials, and um, I'm a diehard college football and NFL fan.
1: Absolutely. Be sure to follow us on social media, at and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Jake is at from Jake. Liam, what's your Instagram or your Twitter handle if you want some more followers?
2: Yeah, Liam J. Liam J. Branley on Instagram. Okay. That's probably the best to go to. But, uh, yeah, great content
1: over there. Can recommend. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Head on over to puntandpass.com as well, the number one destination for all things college football. Yes, so Liam Branley here in the flesh. Check out our YouTube page as well. He has been a massive help to punt and pass season six. Obviously, a lot of things change. Jake Fromm joined the program. Liam right now is a student at Georgia, and he's in Grady's top flight School of Journalism. So I reached out to Carlo Finlay at Great School of Journalism, and I said, hey, looking for some help this upcoming season, more so on the social content creation side, who do you have? He introduced me to Liam. Uh, as soon as Liam told me he was from Australia, I said, you're in. And then I got to learn about him a little bit more. And obviously, if you follow us on social media, or if you follow our YouTube page, you see the awesome content that we've been putting out all season long. That's all Liam. So, Liam, really appreciate you, brother. It has been so much fun working with you, getting to know you. You and I have really big plans throughout the winter, spring, and summer for punt and pass as we chug along towards season seven, where Georgia goes for the quest for three straight national championships. Uh, But I want to ask you a couple of questions before we dive into everything. How on earth did you get to the University of Georgia? And I believe you might be around the same age as a certain Stetson Bennett. Isn't that true?
2: Yeah, me and, me and Step, 25 years old. So, old okay. man, so I actually talked to him the other day. We're looking at retirement homes together in the Georgia <laughs> area. So it um, well, d- depends if he gets drafted. I'm sure he will. Um, we'll probably set some money aside for a little retirement home. There yet. you go UGA golf course, who knows. Um, but yeah, so I got here by plane, believe it or not. All um, right. <laughs> all the way from Sydney. So that's a 16 hour flight, roughly, to Atlanta. Um, and, yeah, as we're not only the number one football school, uh, we're the number one sports media program here at That's UGA. Right. So came over here on a dream of, uh, of working in socials and working in sport. And, um, yeah, I'm living the dream right now.
1: So you're in Sydney, Australia. You say, I love sports. I love football. I want to get into the media game. And then you look up what are the best schools in the United States for that. You find Georgia, and you apply. And you get in, and then you jump on a <laughs> flight, and now you're here.
2: Yeah, basically. I. Uh, time difference and everything probably since the age of 10 have been watching football at 2am in the morning in Australia wow. so that was that was the big big reason for coming over here my sleep deprived days um really were wearing thin so yeah I'm going to finish my degree up here at UGA um and there was no better school in the country to go to UGA I knew they were going to win again back to back so I was like I have to be
1: here for it so yeah I'm a dog man <laughs> that is uh that's awesome. It's fascinating. I have been to Australia. I've been to Sydney as well. Great people, great culture. I stayed right there in Circular Key, did the bridge climb. Uh a great beer drinking culture too. Awesome. Bondi Beach. I love it out there, man. You know, with three kids now, Liam. Just honestly, that's a tough uh that's a tough flight like to jump back on and, and allow Jackie and I to get down under. That was uh that was great though. That was the year 2014, 2015 is when I was in Sydney.
2: Yeah, maybe find a babysitter or in laws or parents and they can look after the kids and get back down there because it's a, it's a beautiful country. I do miss it, but um, yeah, home is uh, Athens. So um, I do love Australia and I think we're bringing a little bit of culture every punter at a time that comes That's right. over. But you
1: guys, big are, league, uh, you're big in- league.
2: You're infringing, yeah,
1: you're infringing on my position, right? I mean, that we got to talk about that. Obviously, Aussie rules football is really unique. Uh, most people would liken it to rugby, but it's significantly different because Aussie rules football is what most of you guys grow up playing. And the fascinating part about the AFL is that they literally use their feet to pass the football. In American football, if you want to throw it to a receiver, you obviously – wind up your arm and chuck it downfield. If you were at an Aussie rules game, these guys are so deadly accurate and the versatility they have with the ball off their foot is fascinating. Learning and watching how these guys become American punters is awesome because just like Brett Thorson had an amazing season for the Georgia Bulldogs, um, once they learn how to manipulate that American football, they become very, very good at what they do. So did you ever have thoughts about punting? I mean, this has been happening for a past couple of years now.
2: Uh, never, never played AFL. So Sydney's predominantly like your rugby state. So we, are we're more the rugby style, but yeah, the AFL players are amazing. They, are they really can kick the ball and now they've got academies there, which I'm sure Brett came yep. through. Um, and they bring them over here and they grow up from the age of two kicking the ball. So really That's crazy. Um, they're, they're kind of designed to punt. So they're, they're stealing a few jobs, but, um, yeah, uh, we, uh, we do love our AFL and our sports over there, so any opportunity. A lot of Australians watch a lot of American sports, so the kind of dreams start young where it's like maybe I could do that. Um, yeah. And there seems like there's a bit of an avenue there for it now, so...
1: No doubt Uh, from a culture perspective. I mean, Athens is the best college town in the country. I don't even really think that's up for debate. I'm obviously biased, but I don't care who else you'd bring in. I have not been to Austin, Texas. I have not been to Madison, Wisconsin, nor am I rushing to go today, January the 20th. Um, But from Sydney to Athens, that's got to be a little bit of a culture shock now. Yeah, a
2: little bit of a culture shock, but I mean, I totally agree with you. Athens is is the place to be. I mean, all you got to do is watch those uh videos of after the national championship and you Dude, can realize so sick. I know. How special this this town is and how much football means to it and I wouldn't really want to go anywhere else. A so, bit of a culture shock, but um everyone here is so so nice and everyone's driven and wants to kind of like prop each other up. So this this really is feeling like home and um kind of settling in a lot now, so
1: um not too much of a shock anymore absolutely okay a couple more questions before we dive into the football stuff one what's your favorite place to eat um give me a restaurant obviously it's much different than back home and then I need to know your favorite bar I mean obviously things change so much <laughs> in the downtown scene but with you being 25 you had to have frequented a couple I would imagine
2: yeah look I've been to one or two bars in Athens in my <laughs> time <laughs>
1: um
2: I mean, it's hard to go past this. Is, uh, no endorsements, but uh, I mean, cutters on a Thursday—they're one-dollar okay. beers. I okay. mean, yeah, you're laughing. Yeah. How can you um, not beat that? Yeah, how can you? If you uh, if you want to see a football player or two, you go to Bar South. They're usually kicking around there, so okay. um, that's a good one. Paloma, love it. That's we watched the World Cup there, cool. um, that was on. So Paloma's a great outdoor bar. But I mean, they're also good. So they're probably my top three. And Taqueria del Sol is the best yeah. place to eat in Athens. It's delicious. If you haven't been there, get there. That's uh, It's the best.
1: Is Mexican cuisine big in Australia? It is, but it's not as good
2: um yeah. as it is over here it's um it's something else over here so uh yeah it's
1: delicious yeah talk really though so is awesome i don't know if you've been to the royal peasant i talk about it often it's my favorite place the royal peasant pub it's in five points it's a soccer bar uh british scottish vibes to it great menu great ownership amazing beer awesome patio best place to be in athens on a nice crisp spring day a nice crisp fall day but maybe even better, when it's gloomy and wet or cold outside, man, park at the Royal Peasant. It's the best. No free ads, but everybody there knows that <laughs> I love the Royal Peasant. When I come meet with you, Liam, uh, to further plan out the spring, we're going to meet at Royal Peasant. That's where okay, I go I've never for never <laughs> meetings. It's the best. I absolutely love it there. So, well, man, it's great to have you on. We're going to jump into some college football talk on this fun Friday right here on punt and pass. I do just want to give a shout out though, to our two sponsors for the entire season of the 2022 punt and pass podcast. And obviously it led to the second straight, National Championship for the Georgia Bulldogs. We take a lot of credit for that here on Punt and Pass. And that, of course, is Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Solomon Brothers is simply the best. They gave away two $1,000 gift cards. I think we're going to be doing one more giveaway to celebrate the National Championship. So tune back in for that. Solomon Brothers has two awesome locations. You know where they're at already. One is in Alpharetta just past the Avalon. The other in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place. And if you mention Punt and Pass, you can get 10% off. Your jewelry purchase. It's awesome. They've got a full bar, TVs inside the showroom, top flight selection, stuff for your significant other, stuff for yourself, like a great watch. If you're interested in that, check out Solomon Brothers at Solomon Brothers on social media and SolomonBrothers.com. And of course, prize picks. Massive shout out to prize picks. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you sign up, use the promo code PUNT. P U N T punt, you get a free $100 when you sign up. Up to $100, deposit match of 100%. It's simply the best. The NFL playoffs are this weekend, college basketball, NBA, NHL, golf. They have it all. You can win 25X your money. Tell a family member, tell a friend, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. So, massive shout out to our two partners. All season long, and all that branded content was made by none other than Liam (laughs) right here in person if you're watching on YouTube. All right, let's dive into some college football talk, and obviously the celebratory nature around the University of Georgia, around the football program was at an all-time high, and in unspeakable tragedy, we have not done a podcast since – Uh, there was a horrific car crash that took the lives of two members of the Georgia football program. One of course being Devin Willick, who was an offensive lineman and the other being Chandler LaCroix, who was a recruiting staffer within the Georgia faculty and staff. Liam, really nothing to say, man. You woke up on Sunday morning, you saw the news and it was just a total gut punch, Uh, continued thoughts and prayers for these families, continued thoughts and prayers for all the players and the staff who were close to Devin and Chandler. Um it put everything to a halt and, and for good reason. And it makes you really wake up and and just have perspective of how quick things can be taken away, um, how small some things that you might think are big really are. Um, and unfortunately, they're no longer with us. Again, thoughts and prayers to their families. They certainly impacted a ton of people. Um, and I just continue to pray for everybody who's been affected by this, Uh, continue to pray for uh, a watchful hand over the Georgia football program. And uh, most importantly, thinking of Devin and Chandler.
2: Yeah, it's completely devastating. Um, You can still feel it on campus. Um, It was kind of riding such a high from the parade. Um, And then this week at campus has been pretty sad. Um, Just such an unfortunate event that occurred and just really feeling for the families and the friends involved. But Certainly it is one community here in Athens and the UGA family goes beyond Athens, but everyone's definitely reeling from the loss um, and trying to support each other. So you can feel that, that camaraderie, but um, yeah, everyone that's involved is, is, has been affected and, and it, it really is just such a tragedy.
1: It is. It is. Thoughts and prayers for those families. Thoughts and prayers for everybody affected by that. Um, And I believe the university has actually approved two separate GoFundMe campaigns now supporting the families of both Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix. So check that out. We'll repost those on our social media. Um, That obviously happened on the heels of the parade, which was last Saturday in Athens, second consecutive national championship parade for the Georgia Bulldogs. Unbelievable. Liam, uh, I grew up here in Atlanta, loved Georgia since probably I was knee high because my dad played here. My mom went here. My older sister went to Georgia as well. And what we were known for was blowing it in the biggest spots, never getting across the hurdle. Then it was, how are we ever going to get past Alabama to now have won two consecutive national championships and have two massive parades in Athens, Georgia, it's almost unthinkable, uh, but the support that the Georgia Bulldog Nation has provided for these teams, showing up when it's 40 degrees and windy and cold in droves, filling up Sanford Stadium just to watch a trophy presentation, it's awesome. Uh, and you had a couple of buddies take over our social media accounts. We have one of our best days ever on social, both on Instagram and Twitter, at Punt and Pass, because they were there, boots on the ground, uh, and it seemed like a very, very celebratory time it's damn great to be a Georgia Bulldog. There's no doubt about it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Big shout out to Patrick, uh, my friend in the sports media program. He was boots on the ground for us and took some fantastic videos. But yeah, we got a couple of things up there on social comparing it to uh, the Argentinian celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it's the exact numbers, but the, uh, the whole community came out and it was just a day of celebrating. Um, And everyone, everyone really gripped around it. There was, thousands of people here the stadium filled and it was it was really a special day back-to-back national championships and now on the quest for three
1: that's right man it's so funny because um i was out and about saturday and i was obviously seeing what y'all are posting and i was liking it my wife jackie texted me and she was like is that your intern uh taking over the social media accounts i go yeah he's crushing it he's a beast i think that's like exactly what i had texted her and she said i thought he was australian And I go, he is. What are you talking about? And she's like, oh, it doesn't really seem like he has an accent. I go, yeah, he does. Because I I didn't watch the videos of Patrick on the ground. I just liked him real quick. Uh, And then I got home, and I saw Patrick. He did an awesome job. I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's not Liam. Uh, Liam had a couple of buddies take over for the day, of which they did an awesome job. But when Jackie listens to this pod, she will most certainly know that Liam is, in fact, Australian. Fun day, though. Fun day, though. (laughs) I can
2: confirm this accent is not fake, but uh, yeah, Paddy really stepped up for us because um, I was out of town in Atlanta, but he um, he's one of the sports media guys and he's, he's great at what he does. So he, um, he really helped us out there and, and got some great content.
1: Yeah, he had heaps of content. Heaps, you like that? There yeah. you go, heaps. <laughs> yeah, heaps, that's an Australian lingo right there. That means oh, man, lots. Liam. That yeah. means lots, heaps of content. <laughs> Absolutely. Great parade. Great celebration. I do have to ask you about the Stetson Bennett stuff uh, because everybody was talking about that. Stetson Bennett is a lightning rod. People, that's very clear. If you've listened to Punt and Pass, you know that I am number one when it comes to being a Stetson Bennett fan. I've even seen people kind of chirp some media members and go back, Liam, check the Twitter feed, get the receipts and be like, no, 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 you were a hater at one point in time. I dare anybody to go on my Twitter feed and try to find a moment in where I really question Stetson being the starting quarterback.
0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil.
1: Immediately in 2021, after that UAB game, Uh, JT Daniels obviously was dealing with some injuries. Stetson then won the trust of the locker room and, of course, continued to prove everybody wrong. And now he's won two national championships in a row. But the storyline on Saturday all across social media was how Stetson was acting about his phones or what was he doing or how he answered questions. And my initial reaction was Stetson Bennett honestly can do whatever the hell he wants right? Like he's one, two, his time at Georgia's is done. He has cemented himself as the greatest Georgia bulldog in the history of Georgia football. Um, and he doesn't know anybody, anything whatsoever. He got into a spat, not even really a spat. He just addressed what a local radio host who I'm on the radio with in Atlanta on Thursday <laughs> morning, Stake Shapiro said, essentially saying Stetson had a bad moment. Stake was like, I thought Stetson had a bad moment. Um, I thought he could have acted better. That's what Stake said. And then Stetson replied and said, listen, man, here is what happened. I was on my phones because one had the playlist. The other had the aux cord. I was playing music. Me, said, Chris, in the car having fun. Um, He was wearing his Them Dogs is Hell sweatshirt, which I loved. Shout out to Ryan Skates and the Poor Man's Game Notes. Uh, Great, great opportunity there for the PMGN to get some love. But, Liam. Stetson Bennett, I mean, I feel like the guy could walk on water and people would say he's not doing it right. This is just what he has to deal with time and again, chip on his shoulder. He addressed it. I'm guessing people move on. My thought process is this. Stetson Bennett, greatest dog ever. Um, and he did what he did, two rings. Like he said, I'm on. Two rings, appreciate it, I'm out.
2: Yeah, I think, I think the mailman really built that up. I think he was ready to say that maybe last year, but you just can't disagree with two back to back. Um, and I'm on the same wavelength. I mean, he won two back-to-back national championship offensive player in both. Um, and he kind of can say what he wants. Um, he's a, he's a polarizing figure just from the unorthodox journey he's had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of him just wanted to say that the whole time and, and he got the platform to do it. And I don't think what he said was like out of order. I think what he said was just how he feels. And sometimes that's what we need from athletes. And I think that's great. Um, so The back and forth on Twitter is just going to happen naturally. I mean, you have haters. sounds like he's going to have haters wherever he goes, but he proved them dead wrong this time. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And listen, Twitter's not real life. We all know that. And I think you bring up a great point. Hell, he might have wanted to say that last year, but he didn't. Uh, And remember, after he won a national championship last year, it was reported that the coaching staff tried to go get Caleb Williams, wanted Stetson to leave, Get a train like they were ready to move on from the guy that ended the drought, and of course he comes back. Even some fans were saying, "Why is he coming back?" Oh ho hum, fifteen and zero, college football playoff and national championship MVP, another trophy. Mike drop. I mean that's just what he did. So Stetson, I have a feeling you will probably make it in the NFL. Um, <laughs> I would assume that he probably is a mid round draft pick. I mean I don't see why a team wouldn't draft him rounds four through six or seven. He'll get a chance. And who knows? I'm not gonna bet against Stetson Bennett. I've learned that enough, and I never have, and I never will. Okay. So he might become Super Bowl MVP. I'm not gonna be the one that says he is not going to do it. So best of luck, Stetson. You're the greatest dog in Georgia football history. Um, and appreciate two rings because it's great to be a Georgia Bulldog.
2: I think you should um, I think you should take the Brock Purdy route and just go Mr. Irrelevant, just keep the Raiders coming and then go in and just win a super bowl. I mean, they can't absolutely
1: because now to that point, right? You always are able to tell people your hypotheticals about Stetson are stupid. Um, I don't care what he, or wouldn't he have done at another team or if another quarterback was on this team, that is irrelevant. Okay. Because he has done it now, all of a sudden the narrative is, Oh, okay. Well, he'll never make it in the NFL. I'm like, people, you just don't learn. Okay. Cause I am not going to take the chance of doubting a certain Stetson Bennett. And you just said it. Maybe he is Mr. Irrelevant. Maybe he does win a Super Bowl in his rookie year. With that success, though, comes a little bit of attrition. And the attrition now is the transfer portal, Liam. So, obviously, there was no chatter of the transfer portal as Georgia plays a 15-game season, makes it all the way to the national championship. But right after the game is when you expect those announcements to come. Guys like Eric Gilbert just committed to Nebraska. Mikhail Sherman, also committed to Nebraska. Two dogs heading out to Lincoln. Tresman Marshall, a very high-profile recruit who's been kind of um, a backup at University of Georgia, not really seeing the field much. He just committed to Alabama, so a good get for the Crimson Tide. And Then two really big names. Dom Blaylock, one, who was really, really impressive in some important parts of Georgia's season. I think there was an expectation that he was going to transfer, He has put his name in the portal. He has not committed to a school yet. Um, And then the big one, A.D. Mitchell, Georgia's elite top-end speed receiver who played in some of the biggest moments and made some of the biggest plays in Georgia's national championship runs over the past two seasons. Word gets out earlier this week he's thinking about entering the portal, and right before the deadline comes, Liam, he enters the portal. And it's expected that he's probably going to go to Texas to be closer to his son and family. That is where he's from. Or possibly even Southern Cal, but Georgia losing their probably biggest or most well-known threat at the wide receiver position, Ad Mitchell, which certainly came as a surprise.
2: Yeah, I mean, Matty Rule up there in Nebraska just picking players already. How about so, that? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, didn't work in Carolina, but he can certainly recruit if that's that's <laughs> what he's, he's doing it. Um, but I think it's just it's part of the game now, and with the changing landscape that is college football people are always going to look for who's the best um, and George is the best at the moment. So they're going to come hunting for those players. Um, And with all those big transfers out, especially Eddie Mitchell, it just, it gives a position for someone else to step up, someone to come in for the dog fans to get around another wide receiver. So um, best of luck to him. And he's doing that for his family. So legitimate reasons, but um, it means that another person will get their opportunity at dogs. So, we uh we got to look forward to that next season.
1: Yeah, and obviously Kirby may or may not have known that this was a thought of AD's. He acquired two amazing talents with SEC experience at wide receiver in the transfer portal: Ra Ra Thomas, who of course uh, comes from Mississippi State, and then Dominic I forget it, Love it from Mizzou, who's kind of the smaller speedster guy. Uh, so AD Mitchell, moving on. Let me just say one thing very clear. Congrats to him. Thank you for everything that you've done. I mean, some of the biggest catches in Georgia football history, which immediately got the dogs national championships. Then you go to Twitter. Okay. I just said it two minutes ago. Twitter is not real life. (laughs) And you see fans arguing over whether AD Mitchell is or isn't a DGD, a damn good dog. Are you, are you serious? Are people crazy that they're honestly going to sit there and judge a guy And take a title away from him, a title that is given by the fans or by anybody, hey, you're a damn good dog, and say, no, he's not a DGD because he's transferring out. People, you got to be crazy if you really think that that is how this works or you really think that you have the authority to take that type of title away from a guy like AD who's done so much for Georgia. This is the new age of college football, okay? AD came to Georgia. Obviously, he battled through some injuries this year. He performed his best in the biggest moments for national titles, and essentially, he's seen an opportunity of one way or another, bettering his situation, so he's going to take that opportunity. I'm glad it's not in the SEC because I think very highly of A.D. Mitchell, and I will say, I will confirm that he is Liam a damn good dog forever because when that 2021 team and 2022 team come back to Athens for a grand celebration, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years from now, they will be replaying the A.D. Mitchell catches and A.D. Mitchell will be on the field getting a standing ovation. He's a damn good dog. If you think otherwise, you're damn stupid. How about that?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, this. In my mind, there's no arguing that. He's a damn good dog. Those catches were insane. Um, And what he did will go down in history as some of the, the greatest plays for for a Georgia Bulldog receiver. So, I mean, people argue on Twitter. AD, if you're listening, don't listen to that. Yeah. It's your family. And um, the real dog fans will be cheering you when you come back and uh, so appreciative for what for you did for the program.
1: Absolutely. Lad McConkey decides to stay. I guess he was thinking about leaving. It's great that he's not. He will be back in immediate gain for georgia of course brock bowers is still there so the offense is looking pretty good jack pod lesney i think everybody was expecting him to head to the nfl draft a kicker for georgia um he walked on senior day he announced today he is entering the draft so that's your update there on georgia's roster lastly liam now people are trying to pick apart the coaching staff at the university of georgia and Todd monk and everybody's favorite offensive coordinator now is rumored to be the number one choice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just released Byron Leftwich, my teammate from the Pittsburgh Steelers, (laughs) from his duties as the offensive coordinator. I don't know. I don't think Todd Munkin's going anywhere. Um, I think if he wanted to be in the NFL, he would. I think he's got a pretty sweet gig in Athens, making over $2 million a year. Kirby's got it cooking. Todd Munkin has to love coaching up four and five stars. The NFL is a cutthroat business. I'm not saying college football isn't. But I'll just say right now, I don't think Tom P- Munkin's going anywhere. He'll be the offensive coordinator at Georgia in 2023.
2: Yeah, as I said before, the vultures are circling, so it's only natural for for stuff like this to come out. And in terms of Temp Bay, I mean, they've got their own issues with with Brady and what's going to happen there, and and that's its own thing. So it's only natural for, for people to come searching for him, but I think he has the dream job here. I think exciting new offense. Next year, he has that quarterback battle. Um, If I was him, and I guess I'm biased, I would stay here and and see what she can do with some of those five stars, and I think it's the dream position here, but he's going to ultimately make that decision sometime sooner rather than later. Yeah,
1: and he's already been at Tampa. He's been the offensive coordinator there. That ownership has fired him before, and if Georgia continues to have this success, well, then he's going to keep getting offers, and hopefully if he's as valuable as the athletic administration and Kirby Smart say he is, they just keep upping that salary and he gets to stay right in beautiful Athens, Georgia. That's about all I got here today, Liam. Um, anything that you want to discuss? Any questions you got for me? Put me on the spot, bro. Come on now.
2: Yeah, so what are you seeing from these Australian punters? Are you, are you liking the technique? What do we yeah. think of Big Leg, Brett? Um, give, me, give me a punter-to-punter punter review.
1: Yeah, Brett had a great season. Um, I didn't really get to see him kick a lot during preseason. Usually I get to go up to a practice or a few of them. Um, whenever I was there, they weren't punting. I've yet to meet him. I obviously thought about him a lot because I was trying to get his nickname, the Milkman certified the guy was a dairy farmer in australia i was like he should be the milkman everybody was wanting to call him thor because Mm -hmm. his last name's brett thorson i said yes that's good but the milkman delivers okay then what happens like in week nine of the season stetson bennett signs an nil deal with the georgia milk (laughs) association and he says i'm no longer the mailman i'm the milkman i was like hell no absolutely not Brett Dorson is the milkman, and he certainly delivered with one of the plays of the season. And I do not say that hyperbolic. The 75-yard punt against Tennessee was electric, switched the entire momentum of the game early on. Georgia gets the safety or whatever they called it, uh, and they dominated that football game. But that is how important punters are. I'm glad he's in Georgia. I would imagine he's uh, enjoying his time. Um, and to come in and win a natty right off the bat, dude, how awesome is that? Good for Brett.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was there for the Tennessee game in the student section while it was raining, and he did that punt, put it down right in the opposing yards. Um, crazy. And I've, never, I've never seen the crowd go more wild, um, and it was for a punt. So shout out to Brett for that kick and throughout the season. So I look forward to seeing what he can do next season. Um, no and doubt. One more question for you. Please. Um, in the NFL season at the moment, we've had the teams that have been knocked out and they're kind of going on vacation. Can you tell the listeners... Uh, maybe one story, best vacation Ooh. or kind of coming out of the NFL season. Um, what was what was your ritual? What would you do?
1: That's a great question. It happens abruptly, right? Uh, when I was with the Cardinals twice, we got bounced out of the playoffs. First year, we lost a wild card game. The next year, we lost the NFC championship game. And then uh, the third year, we did not make the playoffs. In Pittsburgh, we didn't make the playoffs either. Um, then the other year as well you go in on that Monday, you literally have your exit meetings, and then you're done. They're like, all right, see you in April. Um, So the first year, it's a great question. I was in Pittsburgh living by myself. Um, My wife, Jackie, was just my girlfriend at the time. I was like, hey, I'm just going to hang out here for a week, like relax, hang around. Dude, I stayed there for like three days. Uh, The next night, it was like negative four degrees outside. And I said, screw this. I packed up my car and I drove back to Atlanta. So that was the first time I did it. Uh, The other two times I was married. And each time, we would drive up to Telluride, Colorado. Telluride, Colorado is one of the most spectacular places in the country. It's very hard to get to. Even if you fly to Denver, you have to jump on a pretty small plane that lands into a box canyon, or you drive. It takes a while. But from Scottsdale or the Phoenix area, it's like a straight shot. You drive straight through the four corners. Do you know what the four corners are? Your American geography. (laughs) Do you know what those are? No. No. Okay, this is great. So the four corners on a map, it's perfectly symmetrical. It's where Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and Arizona meet. Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, and Arizona. If you look on a map, they have a perfectly symmetrical four corners. Uh, So my wife and I have been there. We drive past it each time. I believe Sweet Home Alabama is the movie in four corners, I want to say. Jackie could probably – Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, but you drive straight to the Four Corners and into Telluride. It is a spectacular ski town. I, of course, wouldn't ski, but we'd go enjoy, blow off some steam, have some great dinners, just relax. So that's what everybody does. Usually get away, go to a warmer place, go play some golf, hang out with your family. The important things once the football season is over. Great question. Check out Telluride, but I'm glad I just educated Liam on what the Four Corners of the United States are so pretty cool. Like, um, you know, if you were to go there, it's like a national park, you, you pay five bucks to get in. They sell little trinkets and stuff. They got a big um, plaque on the ground where you can have all four body parts in four states at one time. It's pretty cool.
2: We may yeah. have to have a punt and pass, you know, uh, brainstorming, uh, seminar out of the four corners.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that. We get the creative juices flowing for exactly. For sure. All right. Well, hey, check us out on social media. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Liam J. Branley. We're at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Liam's been putting out awesome content. Puntandpass.com. Our YouTube page is cranking. We're crushing it with YouTube shorts right now. So go check that out. Repost them as you see fit. Jake, of course, will be back next week. I think we'll do one or two pods next week. Just keep having fun, touching base, seeing what's going on, and then we will start teasing our big project that we have coming up throughout the spring and summer months leading into Season 7 of Punt and Pass. Shout-out to PrizePix, PrizePicks.com. Download the PrizePix app. Use the promo code PUNT. Massive shout-out to Solomon Brothers as well, at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram, solomonbrothers.com. Liam, anything on the way out, brother? Nope. Just season seven, quest for three. Let's do it. Go dogs! Let's do it. Go dogs! Thanks so much, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. See ya.
0: Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 the Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number 1 in Georgia. Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.